everyone, hello and welcome to episode 13 of On The Air with FDT TV. I was going to say with West Ham United, but I mean, that would be, uh, <laughs> that'd be interesting. But on the subject of West Ham United, if you are looking at the video version, you'll, you'll be able to see that I've styled my hair with an M, um, which is for Massive, which is exactly what West Ham are. I mean, second biggest club in London now. Only five points behind uh, the uh, title leaders at the moment, Chelsea. Mm. Mate, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Considering how much of a circus our club is. We're, we're the second biggest in London. What does that mean for the rest of you? Uh, well, you're only three points ahead of us now. So when we play you and we stuff you, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I don't fancy our chances. Oh, I think... But... It's not gonna happen, mate. Chelsea have no. got to be have got to be the biggest because they they've won the most re most recently. They're European, so you don't like them, but you've got to give it to them. And then then, yeah, you, go, then you go West Ham, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Arsenal. <laughs> mate, wasn't that long ago? You a, you. Wasn't that long ago? Using a relegation battle. Um, <laughs> Let me have my moment. In, let me have my moment in the sun. It will only last us another season. It wouldn't bother me, but you put Spurs above us. Granted, they are in the league at the moment, only just. But well, they're, they're, they're they've got, won fuck all. They're playing European football, mate. Yeah, true. Not not particularly that, well. That European powerhouse. The Conference League. I mean, <laughs> well, closing the name, closing the name. Exactly, exactly. Um, but. Positive result for West Ham at the weekend. Positive result for Arsenal at the weekend. So it's all smiles here at FDT TV. Um, first off, we might as well get into it, might we? Arsenal, you did win. Uh, yes. Give us a little bit of a. Give us some. Bleh, 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 I put my teeth back in my mouth. Give us a little bit of a rundown of the game, Mike. Um, so going into that uh, game, I've got to be honest, I, I wasn't very confident. I, I was looking forward to the game, obviously. Um, yes. But it was it was one of those games that I, last year was a bit of a banana skin fixture for us. And seeing the team line up, we see Alex Lacazette back into the starting lineup uh, after a brilliant, I'd say about 20, 25 minutes in the game against Crystal Palace. Um, and he, I've got to say, absolutely bossed it. You could see his passion. You could see his work rate. He was absolutely phenomenal. But I think one of the 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 downsides to him um, within that particular fixture was the fact that he's not Matt Sharp yet. Uh, spent a long time on the sidelines, played a couple of, um, I believe, the uh, League Cup games. But after about 67 minutes of him running around like an absolute nut job, yep. um, not, not like a headless chicken, it was actually a decent effort had to be substituted um if boss has come out and said there's nothing wrong with him it's just a lack of match fitness which is fair enough but um what a game absolutely steamrolled aston villa for probably about 75 80 minutes they were a bit of a joke in that game but i, I suppose that was compounded by the fact that we were really good Mm. And it just, it, we must have put in a good performance because Jamie Carragher and uh, Gary Neville both said about how well Arsenal played the, uh, on the on the Friday, which I was a little bit astounded at because they've been nothing but slating us all season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they both come out and said how, how great we were and how poor, it was either how poor Aston Villa were or how poor we made them look, mm. which was a nice change. Yeah. Um, so the game started off with... A goal from uh, who was it? Abamyang, yes. Then you had Emil Smith Rowe, yes, uh, scored, and Abamyang got the second as well, I believe, with um, uh, a penalty. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that is right. Um, so it was a bit of a controversial one. I'm looking through social media uh, just after the penalty. You see loads of people come out and say, oh, how can he do that? He'd blown for half time. Um, but Sky Sports had even come back on it and said that the referee had only blown his whistle. Um, everyone thought that was the end of the half, started walking off. And he was like, no, get your butt back here. Yeah. Um, and we got a penalty. So with a foul on Lacazette in the box. Um, I've got to be honest. 
I think we were quite fortunate in that decision because we have seen them completely ignored. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, we have seen them given for less as well. So uh, for me, it was a foul, um, a bit of a soft foul, but a foul nonetheless. Yep. So I'll take it. Uh, and yeah, so we come away 3-1 winners. But yeah, I think by by the time uh, that Villa had scored, we'd absolutely run ourselves ragged into the ground. You see Aubameyang kind of limping off towards the end as well. He put a good shift in. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe was absolutely fantastic. Saka was back after the um, after being chopped down yep. against Crystal Palace. But no, it was, a, it was a brilliant game. Really, really happy with the result. And uh, yeah, we march on to Leicester next. Mm. It's, it's one of those things, I, I know Car- Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville, as you said, are, are very, very um, harsh on Arsenal. But I think that's because they know Arsenal as we do, as say when they were players they're hard to beat you're going to get a game they can absolutely smash you if you don't turn up and they're always going to finish the right end of the table and Mm. recently you've been far away from that sort of prime Wenger era haven't you Um, yep so yeah I think the praise was deserved Um, and definitely if you continue to play every week like that you're going to get results and and, and say the, the ones that were losses will now be draws and, and some of them will definitely be wins and you will end up the right end of the table um just can you sustain it that's always the problem yeah get get to around christmas and and that's where you seem to start having your defensive frailties and injuries and and that's where your season has a little bit of a uh, a dodgy patch I th- I think one just a kind of caveat though with the fact that we haven't got any European football this year I think that could be a bit of a blessing in disguise as you mentioned there uh, I suppose from Boxing Day to around uh, around about the end of January we do go through a bit of a uh, a bumpy patch um, so yeah I'm I'm hoping that this year we'll be able to kind of bump the trend and and be able to uh, be competitive throughout the the entirety of the season obviously providing people stay fit. Yeah, which which will be good, uh, I think. And, and, and yeah, as you said, no European football it does mean that you've got to be at the right end of the table. I don't think you can afford, or Arteta can afford to have a dodgy patch at Christmas. Um, yep. But what I was going to say, you know, knowing that Arsenal have let some big players go on free contracts, we are edging ever closer to the the uh, the January transfer window. And you've still got a number of players who are on very short term left on their current contracts. Are you concerned that people are going to be coming in or leaving for free? Um, there's I suppose, I suppose there's always a worry about who uh, you've still got on your books as to who you feel deserve a, a contract. Now, one of the ones we spoke about a couple of weeks, um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's it's not the first time we've mentioned it, but I, one player in particular, Alex Lacazette, I think over the last two games, he's shown his ability to be able to change a game. Obviously, scored the the equaliser against Crystal Palace, um, yeah. and and put in such a tremendous shift against Aston Villa. Um, he's one that I've I've kind of wanted to um, get more time on the pitch i get that you have to kind of incorporate every player within within the team where but then you look at the likes of martinelli's missing out at the moment um who else uh, and lacazette is kind of missing out but i mean we even saw odegaard benched for the first time since he signed his new contract with the club but i i just think the lacquer needs a run of games in the in the team i really do um, and you never know, he might, he might be at the moment kind of playing for a contract at the moment because I have heard that there is the potential that he's going to be or a new contract is going to be offered to him yep. uh, over the coming weeks. So personally, I would like to see him at, at stay at the club because I think he offers something slightly different than Ab- uh, Aubameyang. His hold-up play is phenomenal. He can drop a little bit deeper um, than playing as a an out-and-out Number nine uh, can score goals, was a top goal scorer last season, but it just never seems to get a consistent run in the team. So yeah. uh, there are some players, yes, but um, I think Lacazette is one that we need to keep hold of. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and that moved us quite swift 
quickly on after that then to uh big london derby west ham tottenham the first half a little bit lackluster uh we'll admit we had a, we had the better of the chances and, and didn't capitalize spurs were painfully bad um i know we beat them obviously with a lanzini goal last year um but a lovely lovely in in swinging cross from a corner from aaron cresswell Antonio, as he said, just flung his leg at it, didn't anticipate it going in, just trying to get something on it, and it absolutely smashed into the bottom corner. Um, and that was that. Um, job done. Um, one nil, smash and grab, away we go. Um, I'm not sure it was our best performance. It looked like a tired performance, um, but it was still enough to get us over the line. Um, that with Manchester City coming on Wednesday and then we've got Villa away and then we travel to Europe again and we've got Liverpool this is the run of games that I think is imperative to our season um, I think a point will keep us in Europe um, for the next for, or for the first knockout round you want to think we would beat Villa as well um, however I mean, we'll get into that a bit later if they turn up, they're a, they're a hard team. If they didn't, it, or if they don't, which they haven't done a number of times this season, then then potentially it's an easy game. And then you've got Man City and Liverpool, who are never going to give you an easy game, even if they put out their second team. They're still gonna they're still mm. gonna be a hard to beat. Um, so this is this is where I think we will see the problems that you've had over the last few years with injuries. Say so we've got some good players, but we haven't got an aging squad. Uh, and it's not got them the best of squad depth in it. Um, so hopefully we don't get any injuries. But if we can get a couple of wins out of this, I'll be happy. Um, Harry Kane. He's been scoring in the Conference League and stuff, hasn't he? Um, but he, they didn't play half their first team in their last Conference League game to save them for the West Ham game. And then to give a performance like that, Sorry, excuse me. Is it a case that they're not invested in the club anymore? Is it a case they're not really bothered? Is it a case that the manager's not motivating them? Is it a case that their main player wants out and everyone realises that and has sort of down tools a little bit because they know that if they're not letting the big guy like the big guy go for huge money, their chances of getting out when they want to are slim to none. Mm-hmm. I don't know which could be any. I bet. To be honest, I think I think there there could be um, a, a very much a bit of that where they know that the the player wants out of the club. Uh, obviously, if he goes in on form, that warrants his hundred and whatever it, one hundred and fifty million pound price tag. Whereas, obviously, if he play, plays pretty poorly, it's kind of like a double edged sword because is someone going to want to go in uh, for a player that's not showing the the fight and the passion that he had a few, for, well, I've, certainly for the last five six years. Yeah. Um, but at the at the same time, they they could be, or by decreasing his value, that may go. Oh, do you know what? We we must we just need to cut, kind of cut our losses. It's affecting our season. Uh, Arsenal could finish above us for the first time in about five or six years. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would say they kind of have to cut their losses on him. It's it's I think it's painfully obvious that he doesn't want to be there, despite his uh, social media um, communication towards the the start of the season when the transfer window shut, and he was like, "Well, yeah, I'll, I'm I'm a Spurs player, I'm committed." Yeah. No, you're not committed at all. Lip service. I'm not being funny. Lip the, the, the committed players come back from the Euros early, didn't they? They were there. They they played in Euros. They wanted to make sure they was in the first team. New manager, new impressions to make. He weren't bothered. He weren't bothered. Um, in some senses, I don't blame him. It was from what from what is understood, uh, a bit of a gentleman's agreement. I'll stay until another season, and if we don't win anything, then I'll be free to leave. If a reasonable offer comes in, and you have to say, was it one hundred and thirty million or whatever it was with mm. all the add-ons, is is more than a reasonable enough offer. Um, and it was sort of poo-pooed. Um, but moving on from that, someone got a bonus point this week in our predictions. 
And I'm sad to say, having clawed back some points, it was not me. Um, so come on in, give us a, give us a rundown of, of what's what. Okay, so I'll start off with the, the, the predictions from last week and then we'll get on to the bonus point. Um, so looking at the fixtures, we had Arsenal, Villa, West Ham, Tottenham and then Man United versus Liverpool. Yes. There was a, a part of me that thought the, the game against Aston Villa was going to be a lot closer than what it was. Yep. Um, but it turned out to be a very comfortable 3-1 win. So you had 2-2, I had 2-1. I did think that we were conceded and we did. Um, so yeah, point for me. Uh, zero points for you. West Ham, Tottenham, you had 3-1. I had 2-2. Two, two. Uh, the score was obviously 1-0. Uh, so a point for you for the uh, the correct result, but <laughs> zero points for me. Yep. And then we both had Liverpool uh, as very comfortable winners against Manchester United as the bonus game for this week. Obviously, we know the score, 5-0 to uh, Liverpool. So a point each. So that brings us to the weekly totals. Ian, you got two. I got two. And the prediction for the bonus point that we made, just to remind people, was that um, you thought that Ollie was going to get sacked shortly after the game, if not before, and uh, within 24 hours. The 24-hour period has now expired. Yep. He's still in his job, as far as we're aware. We haven't yeah, heard he anything is, else is, yet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, no, no points for you, but a bonus point for me. So that takes my weekly totals up to three. So if we look at the season scores, um, Ian, you are now on 16 points and I have moved up to 20. So I've reopened the gap. Four points. We get you. Two games a week, six points up for grabs every week. Sometimes, sometimes more. It's it's doable. It's it's not it's not all dead and buried. Um so Let's get on to this week's predictions, and then we can go back to that point of he's still in a job. Because yeah. I think that's very poignant this week in football, and I think lots of people are baffled. I think it's the, the only word to describe it now. So what, what yep. are this week's games to predict? Uh, so on Saturday, Leicester, uh, Arsenal travel to Leicester. Um, we are the 12.30 kickoff on the Sunday. We have Aston Villa versus West Ham. Um, so I'll give my prediction first. Leicester, I think, is going to be a difficult game. We're playing away again. Our away record hasn't been as good as it was last season, but obviously with the fans being back into the stadiums, that's potentially causing a bit of an issue. But uh, I believe if we run out, with the performance that we did against um, Aston Villa and the last 20 minutes of uh, the game against Crystal Palace, we could come away winners. But again, it's just our away record. I'm just going on the away form. So I'm going to put us down as a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. That's interesting. I think you both had poor starts of the season and you're both now coming into a little bit of form. Uh, I think Leicester are playing much more akin to uh, how they have been uh, or how they have been over the last couple of seasons. And, and same with yourselves. You started very, very poorly, but have slowly sort of kindled into this team that, that looks like they, there's something about them. There's, it's not quite shining through as, as strongly as you'd like, I'm sure, as an Arsenal fan base. There's definitely something there. Mm -hmm. I think playing at Leicester is going to be a struggle for you. Um, as we said the other day when we met up, I do think that um, Soyuncu was a one-season wonder. Uh, he's not looked the same player. He didn't look good in, in the Euros. He hasn't looked good at all this season. Um, and I think that's your advantage. But I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Oh, this is a hard one. I'm, I want to go 1 0, but I'm going to go 1 0 Leicester. Okay. I wanted to go, I was, I was having an arm between that and two ones at Leicester, but I'm going to go 1 0. Uh, I'm going to back Cashmer Smichael for the clean sheet. Okay. Uh, so that moves us on to Aston Villa versus West Ham. Yes, it does. Um, as I said, a difficult game in midweek for us, and I think you play Man City. You've got to field a strong team. Um, and then you're playing Aston Villa. If they turn up, then it's going to be another hard game. If they don't, 
the Villa fans will get on their back and that makes it sort of easier for us. Um, I do think Villa are a different team without Jack Grealish now. They, they've recruited well again. Danny Ings coming in, uh, Leon Bailey coming in. Um, but they've not, they're not quite hitting the ground running as, as much as they were last year. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident with this. I'm going to go 3 1 West Ham. Okay. I've got a feeling we might concede um, late on as legs are getting tired, but 3 1. Okie dokie. I, um, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm not too dissimilar to you. Uh, Aston Villa are a much changed team, I think, without Jack Grealish uh, because they're not getting as many fouls. They're not, um, I don't think they are as, uh, as creative uh, without um, Jack Grealish. And we have seen them ship, what was it, uh, eight goals in the last three games. So, I mean, I, there may be a turning tides, but I just don't see it just yet. So, yeah, I've gone for 2-1 West Ham. Yeah. I think Villa to go 1-0 up and then to, uh, to capitulate and then you take the, uh, the win. I I'll take. I mean, at this point, we've we've say with the run of fixtures we've got. If you offered me a, a one 0 win again, I'd take it. Um, are we predicting, as I called it just before the podcast, the El Sacchio game? Oh, as, we can as do. I like to think it. Which, for those of you who may be unawares, Tottenham are not in the best of forms, and they would like to be higher up in the table. Manchester United are not in the best of forms, and would like to be higher up the table. And I think one manager may lose their job, depending on the result. You think that this early for um, for Nuno? Yeah, I know. I know Tottenham struggled okay. struggled to get a boss in, but they're they're playing more negative football than they were under Mourinho. They're easier to beat than they were under Mourinho. I I can't imagine Spurs fans are happy. I know they they they've managed to get some results, but their their star player wants out. The team is clearly unmotivated, and they're just playing horrid football. Um, well, we um when we obviously saw each other last week, we actually watched a bit of the United game, didn't we? Against um Atalanta, yep. um they were they were two 0 down at the the time that we switched it off. Um, obviously, they managed to claw it back, but they just haven't been convincing it at all. No. Uh, so, I think I think the honeymoon period over um, Ronaldo being back into the team is well and truly over. Um, yeah, what well, are you going to go for the score in this one? Uh, here's the thing, right? Is I can see this being a really boring game. Both 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 clubs are in poor form, but I think I think Tottenham. Are more defensively sound than Manchester United are, um, and as Paul Scholes rightly put it, I don't know if you see the clip of his um, sort of punditry in the uh, Champions League. It was saying, if you're that poor against Atlanta, you play a big club, a good club, you're going to be four nil down at half time, and that's what they were against Liverpool. <laughs> I, and I, I think that Harry Kane will get a few goals. Or Son will, or I think this that quick. They have got pace about them, um. So I think Son will come up with a goal, or Lucas Moura, or Harry Kane, something like that. I'm going two nil Spurs. I've gone for something very slightly different. To be honest, not much different, but uh, I've gone for two one United. I think United will go one nil up. Um, everything will smell all rosy. Um, the fans will start cheering, and then Spurs will get too past them because we've seen how poor United have been recently defensively. Spurs do need to bounce back and bounce back quickly. So you're going, um, you're going two, two, two. Sorry, two one to Spurs. Yeah, two yeah. one Spurs. Okay. Yeah, and and at that point, I'm I think they haven't got much choice, have they? No. Uh, and as you said, the, the period of Ronaldo being back, that honeymoon period, is very quickly over, thinking how much joy there was in Manchester. Um, 
the question is is he having a bad influence on players in the dressing room because he he likes to win um he is a bad loser and i think if you asked him he would admit that himself he doesn't like losing no one does but he he really doesn't um and the fact that he's played under he, well, he played under alex ferguson who in my opinion is the best manager ever um and he's played under he's played under Zidane he's played under all, well, all these class managers now he's playing under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who his previous credits are being relegated with Cardiff um, quite decisively and I'm and, and playing for Mould who play in a one team league um, or managing Mould because they didn't play for them um, but they're a one team league so he won that it wasn't anything decisive. They haven't won anything under him. And the whole team seems demotivated since he came back in. Just an observation. But what do, um, in terms of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked, the, the, we have named it how is Oli still at the wheel. Um, we saw Mourinho get sacked in the same fixture when they lost 4-0. They lost 5-0, um, so arguably, you'd ha having spent big money on Jadon Sancho, they've brought back in Ronaldo, they've brought in Varane, but they've not, not spent, so, and they've arguably got a better squad on paper than they had under Mourinho, yet they're further away from Liverpool than they were, what, three, years, three and a half years ago? Mm-hmm. That's the bit I don't understand how he's how he's still driving it. They look clueless. Now, if I give you some results, we'll go we'll go right the way back. So they lost two young boys, didn't they? Yep. So la the last decisive win was against Newcastle in on the eleventh of September. After that, they lost to young boys. They just about beat us when Mark Noble got a penalty saved. Yep. They, they then lost to us a few days later. Um, mm -hmm. They lost to Aston Villa. They beat Villarreal with Ronaldo rescuing it sort of very, very late. They grew to Everton, who are arguably poor this year. They're not they're not as good as they would would be. And and they're a sort of half team. Richarlison and, and Calvert Lewin have been out for a long time. They then lost to Leicester four two quite decisively. They then got rescued by Ronaldo again uh, with a, a late winner against Atlanta. And they then got smashed against Liverpool with Paul Pogba getting a red card. If they lose to Tottenham, their next games are Atlanta again, then Manchester City, and then Watford. Then, then you've got Chelsea Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it, if, if, I, hope if, stays, if, I hope he stays the manager because I reckon we'll smash him. Here's, here's the thing though: is, is I think every other every other club in the in the league are hoping he stays because they they are tactically inept. Hmm. Um, the pundits have say it, the fans are say it. He he looks clueless. He's got a, a knockoff uh, Phil Neville giving him advice, uh, and Michael Carrick, and it's a bit like I feel sorry for for them because. I think they may be giving him ideas and, and he's not listening. Um, mm. Or maybe he's listening and they're just really bad at their job. <laughs> but if he loses to Tottenham and then they go and play Manchester City, well, I think Manchester City potentially could get double figures. I think you may be slightly optimistic on that one. I think I think they'll lose against City. <laughs> um but I think that will be the game. <laughs> Excuse me. You think that <laughs> might be the make or break? I think I think that will be the game that we will see a sack in. Okay. If 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 they lose. See, here's the thing. I was slightly surprised at four 0 down at half time that he didn't get sacked at half time. Um, they come out and Liverpool took their foot off the gas. Um, in my opinion, I don't think Manchester United raised their game. I think Liverpool knew the game was won and actually. We can take it a bit easy. I think if they'd kept playing with the same pressure and intensity that they had done in the first 45, I think that would have been seven or eight quite easily. Um, 
and I just think City will City will be after it. Guardiola will know that that's the case. And for a team that finished second last year to go out and absolutely tonk them, you've got to take that chance when it comes along. It doesn't come along very often. Mm. Um, and then you're beloved by the fans forever, aren't you? That that goes down in history. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Conte said he's interested in the job. Um, providing they show um, and a desire to win the, the Champions League, um, which essentially means he wants to go out and spend a load of money. Um, do you take it? I don't know. I don't know. He would certainly make them more defensively sound. They're more defensively sound. You've got to argue their attack is, on paper, scary. It's quick. And it has one of the world's top goal scorers ever leading a line with some very talented youngsters coming through. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Manchester United fans need to let us know what they think. Do you want him in? Do you want him out? Do you want him to shake it all about? Um, What's your, what's your opinion? What, 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 what makes you think that if they lose to Tottenham, he'll keep his job? I suppose it depends on the performance. I mean, if they put uh, if they put out another lacklustre performance like they did against Liverpool, then more than likely it's going to be um, it's going to be after the Tottenham game. I mean, I th the thing that makes me think that there's there's no risk for for the Tottenham game. Possibly due to a bit of complacency because Tottenham are also in a bad run of form. Yes. Or a, not a brilliant run of form at the moment. And I, th I think it's just going to be... Just just touching back on what you said a minute ago about how that game's going to be a very boring defensive display. It is going to be like the worst game of chess ever. It's going to be ultra-defensive. And one one goal will do it, I think. Yeah. For 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 either team, one one goal will do it. But I think if they put out another drab performance like they did did against Liverpool, that he's got every chance of losing his job. But I just I don't see it. I don't know what it is. Just just a gut feeling. I suppose because if I'll, they, if sorry, they I see what you're saying, if they keep him and then get smashed by City, they can say, well, we've given him all the opportunity. And he's sort of, we're now changing it. If they get rid of him and still then get smashed by Man City. They can say I was a, a new new manager, well, it, you need to... Give him time. But I, I do mm. think, yeah, okay, I see. Um, I don't know, providing he never comes to, to, uh, to West Ham, I'll be happy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um... I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were we were all talking about Ronaldo being top goal scorer, and I think potentially he still could be, um, but not with not with Oli, not with Oli in charge. I think he, I think we have to agree that his his days are numbered. Um, to to back him to the tune of what is what I think five hundred million, and then being further away. Than they were when he took over from winning something, he's scary. Mm -hmm. um, I know under the, the to Joe say they finished second. I know they finished second last year. Van Gaal won stuff, but they didn't like it. Um, I think the the one they missed a trick on a little bit was David Moyes. I think he had a very hard team to or show to follow. But you, when you look at what he's done at West Ham. And what he did at Everton were very limited budgets. If they'd given him the, the five or seven years that they wanted to give him, or that his contract was for, um, and backed him and let him get in his players, they would have been hard to beat. You think we're hard working with, you'd have to say, limited talent. Not, mm -hmm. not we're not bad, but they're they're not. We have West Ham are not filled with world class players, are we? When you when you when you look at it on paper compared to the Bayern Munich of this world, the Chelsea's of this world, mm -hmm. Manchester United 
would have been full of world-class players that he'd get to work hard. And that's a case for winning. So I think they did miss a trick on him. Um, you never know they might get him back. No, I hope not. I don't. I don't think. I don't think United fans like that his style of football because it was a mm. little bit uh, touch and go at times, wasn't it? Um, here's the thing: Manchester United fans must be looking around and saying, "City have got Pep Guardiola. Liverpool have got Klopp." Chelsea have got Tuchel. They're the three teams to beat, aren't they, really? Let's mm-hmm. be honest. And I think they will be for a long time to come, especially if they keep those managers. They've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who hasn't got a track record of winning like the rest of them, hasn't got the experience of managing a huge club like the rest of them, and they might, they're floundering. So that's that's the bit that I think is, is getting Manchester United fans is the fact that arguably in terms of world reputation, they're on a similar level to those three, if not bigger than some of them. Yet, when you look at who's in charge, you've got a yes man rather than a world-class manager. Um, And this, this we brought up last season and the season before. The, the running of Manchester United is not run by football people, is it? Because the the, the big world-class managers, your Van Gaals and your Mourinho's, both said the team's shit and we want to get these players in. And they wouldn't get the first player, they wouldn't get the second player, they went and got the third player on the list. Because we don't want to overspend. And then they go, well, we can't do much else because we've overspent on bad players and the managers told us that they were on their list. But they were third. They weren't first. Um, and they didn't like the fact that the managers were making a fuss about it. Yep. Bought in Ollie. Says yes to everything. Because he's a club legend. He's happy. And it worked while he was interim. But just a humble opinion of a West Ham fan who knows nothing. <laughs> That's all I'd say. All I'd say. If you was a Manchester United fan, man... Uh, if you was a Manchester United fan, Mike, would you be happy with the appointment of Solskjaer at this point? Um, no, I wouldn't be. And I don't know. I can, I can, I can speak similarly about the the club appointment of Arteta um, as manager. I, I got to be honest. I was one of the ones that was quite excited for for him. Um, hearing all the buzz coming out of Manchester City, obviously Pep regarded him quite highly so it was quite ambitious yes for him to take on the the job of arsenal obviously he was a captain of our club a legend of the club in some people's eyes namely me um but there was always a risk because because that could backfire and he's he's kind of made it clear from when he came in that there was always going to be this um transitional period where he wants to get his stamp on things and we have seen certainly over the last few transfer windows a lot of the deadwood coming out of the club um some of the decisions that they have made on transfers coming in have been questionable but questionable because we i'd say when i say we i mean the fan base as a whole are not sure or unsure of how they would perform yep Aaron Ramsdale has been absolutely brilliant. Ben White has been certainly been fantastic over the last few games. Um, Tommy Yasu has been absolutely fantastic. Lokonga, I'd say there's there's been moments, but I think he's been pretty good. Nuno Tavares is another player that's a great signing for us. But then you've got the likes of uh, Thomas Partey. I think has been fantastic. Um, it's... <laughs> The the point I'm trying to get at is that when you when the club makes these sorts of decisions, you always 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 gonna want to go out and get the best manager available. Yeah. So getting someone like um, your Thomas Tuchel's and your Jurgen Klopp's is always gonna be, I think, a bit far fetched. So what did they do? They went to um, they went to Ollie, as you mentioned, a legend of the club, and he turned round the form of the club. 
yep. at the particular point. They were going through a horrible period. He come in, got them back to winning ways, and then was very quickly offered a permanent contract. Now, you can't say that Manchester United haven't given him a fair crack of the whip, yep. um, is the point I'm trying to make here. And the the performance, I, I suppose, on the whole, have been very inconsistent. They can either play some amazing football, score some brilliant goals, or this season just look very drab and average, which is weird considering, as you've mentioned, the squad they've got. So no, I wouldn't be happy with him at this precise moment. And I don't think that Manchester United fans would have anything to complain about because they have they have given him a fair crack at the whip and technically has, has been seen to spend significant sums of money. Therefore, you would expect them to be better than what they are, at least challenging Manchester City again, but they're not. Well, you would expect them to be at least be solidly in the top four. Yeah. Maybe not winning the title every year, but but at least going a good three quarters of the way before dropping off, uh, which, again, would be disappointing. But you could understand, I think, have more of an understanding as to why. Yep. Um, do you know what? I've got, this, this might sound silly. I can imagine Manchester United sacking Oli. Tottenham sacking Santo and then just swapping job roles. <laughs> it's something as, as as ridiculous as that I could see happening. Um, the question is, what do you need to change the fortune at Manchester United? And if you say Tom, if you say Declan Rice, no, I'm no, no, fall no, out no. of you. <laughs> To, to be honest, I don't think it is the players that are the issue. I think it's being able to get a tune out of the massive egos that you have at Manchester United. You've got the likes of your Paul Pogba's. You've got um, yeah, your Ronaldo's. There's some massive, massive names at Manchester United that do need a bit of an ego check, I think. And you need someone that's going to be able to put their put his arm around the ones that are struggling and and then beat the living piss out of the ones yeah. that have got these massive egos. In, in Do very, you know what I mean? In very much a Ferguson era of I'm in charge, you listen to me. Yeah, yeah. I will coach you and nurture you, but you give me the respect that, and the club the respect yes. it deserves. Yep. Could Here's a question. Could you see Ferguson coming out of retirement for the last half of the season? Yes. And if they did, and this is this is ambitious, I think if they sacked him against Tottenham and Ferguson coming for the City game, United win that game. Hands down. Um, and I think they would go on to push. I, I think they're, they're, they're already too far behind to make a title challenge. I think they would certainly push all the way and close that gap dramatically. I don't think he would have a full season in him. Um, obviously, he is getting on now. Would he want to put his reputation on the line? I don't know. But I, I think you can see he's there every week, and I think you can see him getting more and more disheartened with every single performance. Seems to be getting redder and redder. Well, that's what he did on the touchline, wasn't it? That's what he did on the touchline. But but you think about it, Ronaldo allegedly Ferguson had the the the, the phone call to say come back and play for us, hmm. and without a doubt he left Juventus training without having a deal agreed. That I'm going to sign for Manchester United because my boss needs me. Um, yeah. And I think he he would have arguably one of the better seasons of his career. Just saying, if, if Edward Wood is listening. If you now do that, I think I deserve credit, or at least a place on the coaching <laughs> staff for a little while. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can take over from Molly, mate. Yeah, well, technical director. Uh, I'll take that role. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? I just, they need something. They need someone who is going to be in charge. And you said it, I think you hit them now on the head there, the egos. Because um, let's put it this way Ronaldo is a luxury player. Bruno Fernandes is a luxury player. Rashford is a luxury player. Martial is a luxury player. 
Greenwood is a luxury player and Sancho is a luxury player. So is Pogba. And what I mean by a luxury player is, yes, very good going forward, very nice to watch playing football. Are they going to give you 100% effort for 100% of the game, every game, and track back and sprint forward and track back and sprint forward? No, they're not. They're not going to be sprinting back to make sure they win. They will do on occasion, but that's not how they play. They want to go forward. They want to score the goals. And to try and fit four or five of them into a team every week, that leaves a lot of pressure on the rest of them. Mm-hmm. What do we know, Mike? What do we know? What else has happened in the world of football this week? Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Yes, he's gone. Yes, we're after after our conversations on the last podcast. Uh, we said that we were given till January because I can't do any worse than what they were doing. And um, yeah, we've gone. Yes. The, the next day, I think, because uh, we recorded it on the Tuesday and he was sacked on the Wednesday. It was. And the other thing that I have just thought of, the Tinker Man. And oh, um, Ranieri. Not Ranieri. Yeah. Ranieri, no. yes. Yeah, it is. He has taken over. His first week at Watford was questionable at most. Um, but he ran out. And absolutely obliterated Everton, which Tony Bellew was really not happy about. Yes, <laughs> but I I didn't see that coming if I'm honest. And although I only give him till Christmas till he's sacked, I think they will get a few good results in the meantime. I don't think they will do what Leicester did. I think that's everyone what everyone hopes at Watford, but I can't see him doing it again. <laughs> uh, just saying. I think that's it for the world of football. Well, certainly, certainly the Premier League. Just before we close off, or if there's other things you want to discuss, I want to go back to my question last week. Yes. Oh, Who's yes. Career... Sorry, I forgot about this. Whose career would you rather have? Now, you've had some time to think about it. Would you rather have Harry Kane's or Jamie Vardy's? Um, without doubt. No questions. A rank to riches story, I'd have Jamie Vardy. Yeah, same for me. I've, I've represented my country. I've scored in every league. I've finished as top goal scorer. Uh, I, yes, I believe you did. The, the year they won the, the league, I think. Yes, I've got the record for the most games scored, scored in consecutively in the Premier League. I've won the Premier League. I won the FA Cup. And I am known for being absolutely mental and for outrageous shithousery. Um, Harry Kane is known for what? Dribbling. <laughs> um, captain in England. Bottling it in finals. Bottling it in finals. Uh, and being... Oh, Audi Cup winner. Oh, but no, see, I didn't. I didn't count that. I have to reassess. Hang on. Uh, still Jamie Vardy. Um, <laughs> I count as DVDs, mate. Come on, <sighs> look at the bigger picture, mate. You could. I think you could make as many as many uh, DVDs out of Jamie Vardy's shithousery every season with smashing <laughs> corner flags and doing the eagle. The eagle. I imagine when they come up against United and he scores, he's going to do an Andros Townsend and definitely go with a swoo, but I think he will do it in his face. Um, and he and he drinks, like, what, 96 Red Bulls before every game? Of, uh, 95. 95. And a pint of Guinness. Yeah, I mean, no wonder he, he's lightning quick. Um, he, he's got wings. Um, who would you have? Uh, Jamie Vardy, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, one of the things that I wanted to um, to say about this, it was such a brilliant question, um, and it did spark off a serious debate. Now, I think that Talksport, when they asked the question, they opened up the phone lines to the wrong people because, lo and behold, the Tottenham fans are phoning up with saying Harry Kane, the Leicester fans are phoning up saying Jamie Vardy, and they're saying. It's not just because I'm a Tottenham fan or it's not just because I'm a Leicester fan that I'm saying X or, X or Y. Now, as an impartial person, it's Harry Kane plays for the club, which my club supposedly 
despises or whatever. Yep. But all joking aside, all rivalries aside, I don't think you can have or you could wish for someone's career where you haven't won anything. At the end of the day, they've got such a short career. When they come to retire um, and they look back on it, on their footballing career, yes, don't get me wrong, top goal scorer is a fantastic achievement. But top scorer in the Premier League and top scorer in a World Cup, fantastic achievement. I'm not taking that away yep. from Harry Kane. Yeah. But you want to look back and say, I've won this, I've won that. Not I can runners up in this competition. Not I've uh, not I made a major final because that is an achievement. Don't get me wrong; it's, it is a massive achievement. But nothing says something more than a winner's medal. Yes, you go down the As, history book, don't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know the the runners up will appear on <laughs> Wikipedia, ever, but it's it's never going to be the same. You were part of the team that won the league in 2014, 2015, or whatever, or two, yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Especially when they defied all of <clears throat> yeah. 5,000 to 1, he was in that team. And it's, it's astonishing. As you mentioned, he's won, uh, he's won the league. I'll have to double check the Golden Boot. I'm pretty sure he did win the Golden Boot. Um, he's won the FA Cup, he's won a Community Shield. Even the Community Shield would be a, a trophy more than what Harry Kane has won. I suppose you could I put it on, on par with the, the Audi Cup, but at least it's... Oh, no. Uh, I, oh, sorry. I don't think you can. I think the Community Shield has a lot more history. And although it's... Yeah, it's okay, it's a little bit of a dull game these days. I think that that is leagues and bounds above the, the winning of an Audi Cup, which is selected teams... By Tottenham, which they don't win every year. <laughs> hey, mate, we did it with the Emirates Cup. <laughs> I just... But no, I've, but the uh, one of the the other caveats to that question, and it was as I mentioned to you the other day, um, they threw a kind of curveball into this, and they they actually or asked, would you rather have either Gary Neville, Jamie Vardy, or Harry Kane? Now, again, for my personal opinion, if if it was between those three players, yeah, granted, you don't have the <clears throat> the same backing as the likes as your Ronaldo's, your um, your Jamie Vardy, or whatever. But to have the career that Gary Neville did, <clears throat> I would pick his career hands down. See. At the end, of, for for my opinion, because I want to look back and say, "I've won everything. I won this. Yeah. I won that. Yeah, I was part of the best in the world." Yeah, I I get that. I mean, at those three, I would still pick Jamie Vardy. Um, through the nothing other than the um sort of that rags to riches non-league to Premier League winner. Um, yep. There's not many, if only one of them that's managed to do that, which is him. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say that definitively because I may be wrong there. Uh, that's, that's the only reason I would pip it. I, I, I understand completely what you're saying and I agree you need to take to look back on and, 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 and winner's medals say, say a lot. Um, but say that rags to riches for me. I don't know. It speaks to my footballing heart, um, which, yeah, is, which is usually very cold and dark. <laughs> but that's the years of supporting West Ham for you. Um, do you think that Harry Kane is going to go down in the history book as a good player or, yeah, a good player who never quite made it to great? Because without a shadow of a doubt, the talent is there for him to be a great, if not world-class player and a legend. The, club's key, the, the club is, is holding him back from that status, in my opinion. But what do you think? Okay, this is <clears throat> this is a hard one for me to discuss, um, <clears throat> and I will explain why. Okay. I think <clears throat> up until recently, you have to class Harry Kane as a world class striker. Okay. Um, now, I wouldn't say he's the, the best striker in the world. There's there's obviously the, your likes of your. 
your Lewandowski's and again your Ronaldo's and all sorts. Yep. So I I, w- I would say he's well up until this season he has been one of the best strikers in the world. His goal his goal tally um, can't be sniffed at. It's 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 got to be obviously taken into account as as we mentioned his golden boot winner multiple times, golden boot winner at um, international okay. level yeah. as well. <clears throat> so again, I don't I don't think you can. Um, you you can't take that away from him. However, I I don't think you can say he would be a good player that's never made it. Okay. I th- you I I think you have to say he's a great player that didn't reach his max maximum potential. Okay. Because the club yeah, no, wouldn't. That's, uh, uh, that's fair. <clears throat> the one thing I would say is you you've used the word world class there, and and mentioned a few names. Now, I think the, the, all defenders. All defenders. <laughs> no, but the, the I think that you hit it on the, the now on the head with the Jamie Vardy thing and with the Gary Neville thing. The difference between those those names you mentioned, your Messi's, your Ronaldo's, Lewandowski's, they've all been there and done it. They've mm. won at club level everything you can win. Maybe not necessarily in all in this country. Some of them at international level have won. Um, so to to class him in with that, I I think I, I don't think you can class him as world class. I think his performances have the same level as someone who's world class, but he's not been there because he hasn't won it. I think if he'd won something, you could have said, yes, he he's world class. It's just the players around him, but it's it's a team sport. So you you've got to have players around you to help become world class. I think. Okay, so on the flip side of that, then, yes. if he went to Manchester City yep. this season and they ended up winning the Premier League, does that make him world-class then? If he if he continues in the vein of form that he is in now, then I would say no. If he, if he goes back to how he was, which I imagine he would because he would be motivated, then hands down you would you'd be able to say, and I think he would prove that he is the most prolific striker in the world currently which is then you have to say is world class um okay. so i think if you if he went to man city and played how he's playing now and got four goals this season but manchester manchester city still won you can't attribute his contribution to them winning because they already look like they're on on task for a, a decent season anyway if yep. If they were having the season Manchester United, so for example, if he went to Manchester United and scored 35 goals for the rest of the season and they finished first or they won the Champions League or the FA Cup, you'd then be able to say actually his contribution to that turned their season around because he's world class. Okay. I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he's <laughs> Sorry, a bad player. I'm not saying he's... Say, I think my, my definition of good to great was was probably wrong. Probably great to world class is probably the, the, the category he does need to yeah. go in. Um, it's just badly worded on, on my part. Um, God damn you! But um, I I just yeah I can't see can't see him going. He's tr- he's obviously trying to drive down his price, um, but the trouble is once you get to that mentality, I don't think there's been a player that's ever come back from it. Um, I can't think of one that's sort of down tools and wanted to go out and then gone on to be successful after that. It's a good shout. It's a very good shout. I think once you once once your head turns and that switches off of to I'm not one. I don't want to win. I want to try and get out. Or that it's in incredibly hard to turn that switch back on I, I think once you've lost your competitive streak you're out a bit like a bit like boxers once they're once they're sort of half out the game they they'd never Muhammad Ali at the end of his career arguably best boxer of all time end of his career got wiped the floor with because you weren't really there anymore he didn't want to be there he didn't want to win Tyson was the same I watched this thing earlier where he's um his last professional fight come out of retirement Blew all his money, and I think about six rounds into it, was winning, and then just sat down on the floor, and was that? I think it went down as a TKO or yep. 
um, something like that. And he said, what are you doing? Why aren't you fighting? And he said, well, I just did this to get the money to pay some bills. I don't want to fight anymore. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, exa- that's exactly it. I mean, both are arguably so best of their time, but once they're out, they're out. Yeah. You can't switch it back on. And that and that is why Messi and Ronaldo are in the positions that they're in. They're, they're both a lot older than, than players that should be in their prime and doing much better. But they both have that competitive streak and want to win everything all the time. And they've not mm. once in their career turned it off. Might have moved one more than the other, but at every stage they want to win. They want to win everything. All the time. Yeah. I don't want to lose a single game, a single minute, a single pass, going astray. Um I think that's the difference. I think Harry Kane has switched it off. And in he he's not playing not playing badly. But he's not what he he's not playing how he has been the last five or six years. And mm. I think, if I'm honest, that's the end of Harry Kane. Okay. I, I think I think he might get. Don't get me wrong. He's got the ability to score goals. I think he will have one good one good season for the rest of his career, and they will fade away into obscurity. Cool. That's my that's my shout. Yeah. One to watch. One to well, watch. M- maybe not if me uh if me prediction comes right. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 all that's happened. As far as I'm aware, in the world of football this week, it has been the opinions of myself and Mike. Um, you may agree with some, you may not. Let us know in the comment sections on YouTube or get at us on Twitter. We're always up for a conversation. But until next week, I've been Ian. I've been Mike. We've been on the air and we are FDT TV. We will see you very, very soon. Thanks very much.